Welcome to another episode of Eat Shit and Dice, a fortnightly podcast about board games and uh, quite often never food. I'm Jared, and with me as always is John D. Not John D. John (laughs) D. But that's also not her real name. Every time I tell Alexa to put something on the shopping list Uh for John D., Uh I look at it and it always says John D. Uh Uh-huh. Every time. And this week, we're talking about Jeff Bezos. No, we're not. What? I, I, I have nothing to say to that, so stop staring at me waiting for a reaction. Say the real thing. Nothing to say to that. Oh, okay. Well, we're talking about plants and flower games. Uh-huh. And I wrote, to tree or not to tree? That is the question. Well, it's a question. <laughs> I don't know that it's the question. It's, it's also not even a question. Right. To tree or not to tree? Question mark? That's a question. Yes. Okay. All right. Well, let's go. Let's just... Jump let's right go. In. Don't get distracted, John D. Let's go. Let's do it. Three, two, one, go. Tussie Mussy. All right. What can you tell me about Tussie Mussy? That was not first on our list. Yes, but it is. Is it? Yeah. Oh you, my God. you did this. I did this. You did this. So Tussie Mussy is interesting in the fact that it's not in a box. It just comes in like a little plastic, like basically a little plastic business card holder, uh-huh. only it's designed for holding the game. Yeah. Uh, spoiler. The game does not fit back into the envelope. Not all of it, anyway. Yeah. Um, so the envelope probably could have been made a little bit differently so your game would fit back in there. But... The designer is Elizabeth Hargrave. The publisher also, is Button Shy. And um, Elizabeth Hargrave, in case you don't really know designer names, also designed Wingspan. Yeah. So uh, I thought the game was really easy to play. It was really quick. The art was pretty, and I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say it is very much a love letter-esque type of experience. I would say esque, although I, jo- yeah. I enjoyed this a little bit more than I enjoy love letter. In that vein, though, I think that I would play this one about as often as I play love letter, which is to say not very. Well, the way the game works, it is a, um, I guess... Like an I split, you choose mechanic? I don't know. So here's how the game works. It's card drafting. Um, On your turn, you'll draw two cards. You will look at both of them. You will read what they do. You will choose one of them to put face down and one of them to put face up. The next player in player order chooses one, either the face up one that they know what it is or the face down one, which they do not know. And it might be a trick. And it might not be. Maybe you've fallen for my trap and you've revealed my trap card and I attack your life points directly. <laughs> um, it's you're you're building a flower bouquet mm-hmm. and you are doing set collection or maybe set collection. I don't know. It depends on what cards you get. Um, so some of the cards might be like you get points for every similar color or mm-hmm. different color. Um, some of them have hearts on them. So you might get points based on the hearts. Uh. I think that's that's pretty much it. Yeah. I mean, it's a really, really simple game. I mean, I played 18 it. cards. I played it with Kat, mm-hmm. and she taught it to me in like a minute. Yeah. And then we were playing. I mean, it's just incredibly yeah. simple to Draw play. Draw two cards. Read what they are. Pick one to go face down. Pick one to go face up. And even if you're trying to, your to be all, even if you're trying to be all like strategic, you know, there's only so much you can do with two cards. Yeah. So it's like you look at the cards. And now what's interesting is that at the end of each what feels like a round, you play three times. Yes. So it feels like game end, but it's really you play through till um, what is it till you have four cards. Yeah. Yeah. It's real quick. It's three. Yeah. Three rounds each round. Each uh, round lasts just a couple minutes. Yeah. So and you play through until you've gotten through. Is it through the deck of cards? I believe um, until and everybody you, has four cards. Okay. That's right. To everybody has four cards in front of them. And then you shuffle everything back together and do it again three times. Yeah. So the, the I guess the theme here, it's based on the Victorian idea that different flowers have different meanings. So there's flavor text on them that tells you what the flower means, yes. whether it means like it's an apology, like, uh, I'm sorry, we had a fight about uh, it's Victorian era. So I, I don't know. Horses? <laughs> It's not quite that specific, well, but yeah, I'm trying to find an example of that. Um, a daisy is to proclaim your innocence. A gardenia is uh, like an oath to keep a secret. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And tussie mussy is actually like. Yeah, that probably means something. I believe it's a British term. Maybe. I don't know. I'm American. 
Um, it is a tussy mussy or yes, it's, that's, a, it's an actual flower. Yes, that's uh, French. Those bouquet. kids are speaking. So it's no, like, they're not French. They're American. You in the states, you might hear the term nosegay. Is no, never heard that. Have you never heard that? Mm, no, but um, I don't know anything about flowers. Okay, well, it's a very it's a small bouquet of okay. flowers. Well, as there you go. To a big bouquet. Um, this game is like ten dollars. It's not very expensive. It's it's like what do they call it? Like a wallet game, something like that. Because the idea is it's so small you could keep it in your wallet. Although I don't know who would do that. Um, a crazy person. I mean, I keep it in a zip bag. Right, because it doesn't all fit into that envelope very well. Well, but I have the like the expansion. Oh, that's why it doesn't all fit. Yeah. Gotcha. But yeah, it's it's pretty good. Uh it's it's okay at two players. Um it it's one to four if you have the solo rules. I I don't know about that. But three players was alright. Two players is okay. I wouldn't have minded seeing it at three players. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh three wasn't bad. I feel like there'd be a little bit more three and four are gonna be functionally the same. Yeah. Yeah. It it did feel like you you have a lot less um option with mm-hmm. I assume in like a three or four player game, if you're the player that's playing the cards, do you select who's choosing no, them? No, it, it goes in... In player either, order? Yeah, either clockwise or counterclockwise, depending on what round you're in, because you, you draft clockwise, then counterclockwise, then clockwise. Right. So, I, I mean, you, you know, there's less information about what people have what cards if there's face downs, mm-hmm. versus in a two-player game, you know what card they picked. You know either they took the face-up one that you know what it is, or the face-down one, which also... You know what it is, because you picked. Right. Um, so then it's a matter of do you pull, do, deciding which card you're going to put face down or face up, right. deciding if it's, if it's something that you really want versus something that might hurt them. Um, so, I mean, there's not a lot of choices, but there's enough choice to keep the game interesting. Yeah, it's a super light game, so there's not a lot of depth here, but it's fun, it's quick, it's easy, and it's extremely portable. So um, this will probably be one that I add to my list of convention bag games or like uh, cafe games like yeah. games that you would take with you to sit at a coffee shop and play yeah so yeah I would agree. it's available from button shy's website if you like wingspan and also want to support the designer of that um you know grab it it's not the same kind of game uh though even though it's the same designer so don't get confused and don't get scared yes yeah that what's the next game john d herbaceous sprouts or herbaceous sprouts, depending on, I guess how you say the word herb. Right. So specifically this is not related. I mean, it's related because it's the same designer and it's like a re-implementation, but this is not compatible with the original herbaceous game, which is a uh, card only game. Um, We chose to do the dice version because uh, quite honestly, it's a lot more fun in my opinion. That's my opinion. You're, you know, I have not played the, card version so i don't have that point of reference but i love dice games i love the choices i mean i know there's a lot of luck when you play mm-hmm. dice games yeah. but there's also in games like this one choice on what you're going to do with those dice and i i really there's just some sort of like satisfaction you get in rolling a lot of dice yeah and so i really i really enjoyed the game um basically you're trying to collect herbs and flower seeds Yep. Um, and you have to have certain tools in order to like plant or harvest. Like you can only do flowers certain ways. Like flowers are often one, their own little part of the board. Like just like, like a flower garden would be separate from like a vegetable garden. Right. And you can only plant the flowers. I believe is if you have a spade. Yes. So, okay. So let's take a step back here for a minute. The way the game works is there will be cards out based on the number of players. And on those cards, most of them have spots for dice. So you'll pull dice out of the bag, you'll roll them, you'll place them on there, and then you're drafting. So if you take a card that has like a card action, so the card actions can be um, planting a flower or re-rolling dice, or um, some of them let you manipulate what the dice faces are, then you can do those actions. So the majority of what you're going to be doing is collecting up to seven dice, using those dice as a set collection kind of thing by turning in say different pairs or what do you want to, what do you want to say? Not pairs, but the, uh, like, uh, one of each is what I was trying to think of. You're thinking of the word set. Yeah. 
just different ways to to do sets and then you yeah, I mean, it's a claim them on the board. Yeah. And just like in a lot of games where you're you're claiming certain spots or or taking tiles for points or whatever, there's going to be situations where if you got there first, you're going to get the better score. Yeah. Um, in the two-player game, there is a real uh can be frustrating like dummy player. Yeah, actually the way this one works I think is is pretty nice. Oh, I like it, but it can be frustrating. So, but the dummy player uh, is determined by whichever card you don't take. So, in a two-player yes. game, there's going to be three cards out. I yes. take one, you take one, and then the leftover one in the bottom corner says what the AI player does. Right. And, and sometimes the AI player uh, gets a lot of points when they shouldn't. I mean, yes. it's an AI, so. It, 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 Sometimes whatever. they'll block you from getting a lot of points. Other times it won't do anything because there's no spot available for them to go into. Yeah. The dummy player often will, on the first turn, uh, somehow have enough dice to do a thing that gets them 13 points or whatever. <laughs> right. So right. you're like, all right, great, cool. But at the same time, it's gone from the game and it's not going to do that again. Fortunately, that did not happen when I played. I have not seen the dummy player win. Let me put but it to you that way. We didn't add that up. Although Kat oh. said that she made you do it because mm. she wanted to make sure it didn't win. Yeah. Uh, every, well, not every game, but a lot of the games that I've played, there's a lemonade card that you get if you have placed in all four of the zones, which is the um, equals, not equals, mm -hmm. pairs, not equals, singles, and then flowers, um, which doesn't make a lot of sense. But if you, if you're like, if you play the game or look at the game, you'll see the zones yeah. That lemonade card is only worth two points, but I've seen the game swing yes. because of that. Yes. And uh, I was told that it, it, when you and Kat played it, it swung literally because of that card. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure it probably uh, affected it when Kat and I played too. We literally, we I think if I remember right, we finished within one point of each mm -hmm. other. So the lemonade probably, because the lemonade card is only worth two points. Yeah. So if but the winner has that card. Especially if it, I, I feel like this game is, is tight and I think that no matter who you're going to play with, you're probably always going to end up like being right in that same point area yeah. towards the end of the game. So that lemonade card really can make a difference because it's such a tight game. So in the, the card version of Herbaceous, I don't want to go into a, a whole lot, but it's basically just a set collection card game. On your turn, you'll get some cards and you'll decide where to put them. I feel like the dice game has more opportunities for things to do. Plus dice. Plus dice. So dice are fun. If you know, if you're like, oh, I wanna I wanna get a game about planting herbs in an herb garden, get Herbaceous Sprouts, the dice version. Yeah. I think that it's a better game. It's a little bit more complex. Not very much. Just it's a, not a so tiny complex. bit more. You could still sit down and easily play it with like a 10 year old. Yeah, it's like it's half an hour game. It's not terribly complex. It's yeah. a little bit more complex than just a card game. Right. But I felt that the card game version was very underwhelming after playing this, the the dice game one. And I was like, oh, okay, is that that's really all you do in this game is you just, okay. So the dice one is definitely recommended. It, it, it gets my seal of approval. The eat shit and dice seal of approval? Uh-huh. That's not a thing, by the way. It's Yeah, why, why not, We Johnny? just made it a thing. Yeah, why can't it be a thing? <laughs> I approve this of this message. Okay. <laughs> gotcha. Um, Herbaceous Sprouts. Um, there are three designers listed. Eduardo Braff, uh, Steve Finn, and Keith. Matejka, maybe, is how you pronounce this? I'm not sure who this person is. I, I'm, I'm unfamiliar with him, and I don't know how to pronounce his name, so uh, sorry, guys. Uh, I really I really blew it on this one. Yeah, and Eduardo Baraf has designed mm, He's got a, a few games. games, yeah. He's got a few, a few things under his belt. And then I believe Steve Finn is more, maybe more commonly known as Dr. Finn, and maybe you've heard of him as uh, the founder of Dr. Finn's Games. There's quite a few of those. I have a couple of them. And they're all kind of kind of science-y games or uh, uh, like there's a, a butterfly one, for example. Um, but he has a PhD in philosophy, so not like in gardens, <laughs> I guess. Um, but yeah, they both have a number of games under their belt. And honestly, I think this one's probably... Uh, Probably one of the one of the better ones. I think that one of them, 
uh, Eduardo. It's Eduardo. Did mm-hmm. Legendary Creatures, which mm. is a pretty cool game. Yeah, that sounds right. That sounds right. Yeah, I think that's right. Well, if that's wrong, uh, tweet at Jondi. Don't at me. <laughs> because I admitted that I'm not 100% sure. And I don't really check Twitter that often. Well, Skull Hollow, I know for sure. Which, uh... I have not played Skull Hollow, oh Although boy, I'm Jondi. familiar with it. Oh, boy. We'll play it. We will play it. We'll put it in our list of... Our never-ending list of games to play. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. Well, let's move on. Shall we? Sure, let's do that. Great. Garden Dice. Yeah. Did you like that? Um, yes. Okay. It was a little bit more thinky than I thought it would be, and not so much in trying to figure out points or anything. It just made me really think more than I thought it would. Um, This is designed by Doug uh, Bass? I want to say it's probably not base. Probably not. Who makes it? What what company? Well, um, Merida Games, which may not be a real company anymore. I don't. I don't know. I want to say yeah, they've got to still be a real company, right? I don't know. I don't know. Um, well, here we go. The last game they published was in 2017. Uh, well, maybe they're gone. But there are definitely copies of this of this game floating around. Yes, there's a couple on the geek market that I can see right now. It is another dice game. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hence Garden Dice. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So each player has four dice that they get to roll on their turn. The game is, there's a, it's a grid based game. So the dice either determine, like two of them determine where on the board you can plant. You can buy plants in order to plant them. You have to water them so you can water them based on the numbers that are on them. Like I can't water a four with a three. Right. Uh, so the dice determine what things you can water, what things you can harvest, placement. And you're really just trying to get plants and set. you're trying to harvest plants for sets, either uh, sets of five different, like all five of the different ones, or you're trying to get sets of at least three or more of the same. So it's, yeah. it's really a simple game. Uh, the choices come in the fact that you have four dice and the dice are as Jared was making jokes, the dice giveth and the dice taketh. Yes, that's true. So there are times that there are things that you really, really want to do, and the dice just won't let you do it. I, at one point, I had to throw basically throw away three dice in my turn. I couldn't use them because I they literally would only. I didn't have any things to plant, so I I bought I bought a thing with one of my dice, but then all I had was fives and. Five five was taken. Mm-hmm. I didn't have other fives on the like, other things on the board at that time to water, so I literally had to throw away three dice. So yeah, like Johnny was saying, on your turn you'll roll four dice. You can use them to as coordinates to plant. You can use, uh, you can use a die to buy a seed packet, which are numbered one through one five. through five. Yep. So you can buy the number or lower. So if you roll a six, you can basically buy anything. If you roll a two, you can buy a one or a two. <laughs> you can plant it with the coordinate dice. And you can water or harvest. So you can water a seed packet to a vegetable and then harvest a vegetable using the same rules as buying, either equal to or higher than whatever you want to do. But the cool thing about this game, when you water a seed or harvest a vegetable, they do like a chain reaction thing. So if you are doing, let's say you're watering a five. Well, if there's a four next to it adjacent, it also is considered watered because I guess the, the water runs downhill. I don't I don't know thematically exactly what what the idea here is. But if you water a five, it can also water a four, a three, a two, a one, including opponents. Yes. And if you harvest and it chain reacts into an opponent's, you get a bonus point for helping them. For help, Yeah, because they're going to score points. So... so uh, as long as the dice permit it, yeah. it's nice to if, be able to plant things in that chain, especially if it's the opponent player's chain, yeah. because then you can get your stuff watered without spending one of your dice or get things harvested. Again, if. And yeah, it, 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 the, it, there's very a lot of luck. There are definitely choices in the game, but it, because it's dice, there's no such thing as a dice game that doesn't have a luck component to right, it. Right, right. And I personally enjoy games that have at least... I don't want a game that's completely and totally luck-based. Yeah. But I do like that that luck uh, that is that you find in games like this. Uh, we, we just played the um, like the family variant of the game. Because Johnny had never played it before. I didn't want to throw like a million rules at her. 
I wouldn't have minded well, that, million, but we were also, but... you know, we only have so much time in, in a day to play games, unfortunately. Yeah. So. Uh, but this game was on Kickstarter years ago. <sighs> I don't know if there's ever going to be a reprint. So if you're into gardening themed games, you're into dice games, you should probably look for this sooner rather than later. Because there may not be more coming. I really hope that there are more coming. But guys, I got to tell you, it's it's pretty unlikely, I think. Um, Now, there is one right now that I'm looking at in the geek market as of the time that we're recording this. This is available for twenty five dollars. Snatch it up. Snatch it up right now. Right now. I guess that means it has the Jared seal of approval. It has the Jared seal of approval. Two thumbs up. Three thumbs up. Johnny's looking. Johnny's going to buy it. No. Johnny's not going to buy it. No. Cool. Um, Garden Dice is is a really great game. I've taught this to a lot of people. I've taught it to people that aren't really into games at all. They're like, eh, yeah, board games are, yeah. I played games when I was younger. <laughs> yeah. I, there's there's a lot of people that I know that are like, eh, board games. How how you know? I've played Monopoly. I've I've I know games. I've seen all there is to see. And then you say, okay, well let me let me show you something else. Let me show you the garden dice. You, you know how gardens work, right? There's carrots and stuff. Carrots and stuff. Yeah. Well, anyway, John D, do you have any final thoughts about garden dice? I do not. Okay, well then I'm gonna do a thing that I didn't clear with you uh, ahead of time, and we're gonna oh we're gonna do we're gonna do like a commercial break for ourselves here. Oh boy! Because we're, be, we're really bad at this. We're really really bad about this. Yeah. We're... So I don't know how you guys listen, but we are on iTunes. We're on Google Play. We're on all those things. Um, I have been looking at metrics, and I found out that it really super helps if you give us a review on iTunes, please five stars. But if you really feel like this is two star material, give us five stars. Anyway, (laughs) give us all the stars, Give us all the stars. Um, there, you know, I'm not your dad. I can't tell you what to do, but it would help us. We don't get any money from this at all, but you know, whatever it helps us grow. It'll help us get more listeners. And another thing that'll help us grow and get more listeners is if you tell your friends, Tell everybody that you know, hey, did you know Jared and Johnny have a podcast about sometimes food? <laughs> yes. Send them the link. Sometimes food. Send them a link. Uh, well, or wear one of our t-shirts. Yeah, we have t-shirts. We do get money from that. Not very much. Just Not a tiny much. bit. Uh, and honestly, every single bit of money that we would ever get from that is going to go directly back into this because I need to buy some mic cables. And mic cables are not expensive, but they cost a little bit of money. Also... I don't know if you know this, John D, but I have to pay for our website. <laughs> That's not free. Nope. I guess it would be up uh, for renewal again soon. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Do we also have a Discord server. We do. We would love to get more people on there. It's not super active because there's not a lot of people on there, yeah. but it does auto tell you when we have a new episode. And if, when we start doing video content, it will also tell yep. you when we've got video content and we have a area for people to post pictures of the games they're playing. Yeah, that's cool. So, yeah, help us bring that into a community. Turn uh-huh. it into a community, whatever. The link for that is on our website, eatchitanddice.com. And also, one last thing. You can still donate to our 2019 Extra Life uh, charity. It's not our charity. We're participating Our in a charity. 2019 Extra Life <laughs> funding drive. We are participating in the Extra Life charity for a children's hospital in Indianapolis, Riley Children's Hospital. I know some of you are not local to Indiana, and some of you are not even local to America, but that's okay. Um, you know, it's for sick kids, so any little, any little bit of extra cash you have sitting around, you want to throw it our way. I would rather you give it to the children's hospital... I would rather you do that than buy a t-shirt. I'll, I'll be straight up honest. I would rather you donate this money to Riley Children's Hospital rather than buy our t-shirts. You can do that up until closer to the end of the year. I want to say it's like December 20th or something like that. Something like that. Well, and we'll keep it up. We'll keep ours active through then. Yeah. So, you know, if you want to donate to that and then early next year, you can get a t-shirt. Right. Instead of giving me a Christmas present, you can donate some money. 
to Riley Children's Hospital. I wasn't going to get you Christmas presents. Well, that's fine. I wasn't going to get you anything either. I mean, I am getting you something. Well, I'm not getting whatever. you anything now. I'm donating in your name. I don't care. <laughs> um, I think that's it. I, I, I think that's all the plugging that I have. I feel like we don't ever do this, and we really need to do we it to really annoy should. people. We should annoy Follow people Follow us on more. Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, uh, LinkedIn. Jared's Is that one, a thing? <laughs> Jared's the one that generally runs our Twitter. Yeah. And I run our I'm Facebook. I'm bad at tweeting. <laughs> I, I get in there about once a week and, and look at stuff that mm-hmm. we might need to respond to. But uh, I, I am the one that runs our Facebook and our Instagram. And I keep I don't them have at a least. Facebook account. Yes. I keep them at least relatively active. So check them out. Participate in the conversation. Like like all our posts. Whatever. Yeah. That actually helps with metrics as well. It helps with metrics a great deal. Uh, I, and we don't. We, we don't buy ads. We don't get sponsorships. So if if you do nothing else, follow us on Twitter. And um, what is it called on Facebook? Follow? No, it's called like. Like. Like like us on Facebook. But I think we've uh, done this long enough. Let's All right, great. To another game. Mm. Topic, okay, fine, Jondi. What's the next game? Photosynthesis. From Blue Orange. Yes. Hot Games. Cool Planet. Yes. That's their thing. <laughs> it is, actually. So photosynthesis is a, as you might imagine from the name. It's a thing plants do. Yes. And in this one, you're planting and growing trees. Mm-hmm. It's so it's basically the life cycle of a tree. You plant trees, you grow them up, and then they die. So. Um, because trees die all the time. Well, I mean, if they're getting cut down and made into paper, I guess. The designer of this game, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm not even going to attempt because uh, it's maybe Swedish or something. And I feel like a jerk. Hjalmar. Yeah, maybe. I didn't want to do Hjalmar. that. Hjalmar. Hjalmar. Maybe. I, I am sorry, Mr. Oh, Designer boy. of Photosynthesis for destroying your name. Yeah. Uh, it's it's an all right game. It's a little lighter than I expected it would be. I'm going to be frank and say I found it to be boring. It, it was a little slow. And I didn't hate it, but I probably won't ever put it on the table again that's fine um uh, honestly i would like to play it again but with a full player count maybe i don't know i just i found the game to be a little bit boring um but before we get further into that we can talk about how the game is played i can tell you what my problem was with it but let's 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 talk talk about how the game is played first so the game is is another grid style um there it's like a hexagonal yeah texas Uh uh-huh so you are planting trees, and I don't know if you've ever anybody might have played Topiary. Mm-hmm. Um, it's all about line of sight. So there's a sun that moves around the outside of the board, which was a really cool mechanic. I really I thought, thought that was, that was cool. super cool. And the sun determines obviously which way the sun is shining, and that's which direction the trees that you've planted are going to cast shadows, throwing shade. There you go. Great. So each tree, like the small trees, will cast a shadow. They'll one throw, space. They'll throw one they'll shade. Throw one shade. The medium-sized trees will throw two shade. And the large trees will throw three shade. So if you have a tree that's the same size or smaller that's in the shade area of another tree, it's then blocked. it's not it's blocked. It's not going to get any light. It's not going to get any points. But why, John D, would you ever want to plant a tree in a way that it blocks another tree? Ah, well, that's where the rotating sun thing comes in, because every turn. The sun moves. So just because this turn your trees are blocked by other trees doesn't mean they'll always be. Yes. And uh, yes, you can block your own trees. Yes, you can. And I did. And you will. Yeah. I mean, it, it gets to a point. I mean, early in the game, it's easy to not. But as the game goes on, the spaces are going to fill up and you're going to block your own trees. You're going to want to block your opponent's trees, but sometimes you just can't help. But you have to have to block your own stuff yeah this is very much an abstract game with a theme lightly placed gently placed upon it yeah i mean i i initially got it because i thought it was pretty i thought the trees were really cool uh the 3d trees and i've had it for a while and this was the first time i finally got it to the table Mm -hmm. and i mean like i said i didn't hate it i just wasn't particularly excited about it and i feel like it's one of those games where once one person really keys into like the perfect strategy or whatever, they could probably win the game every time. Yeah. So my problem is that it, the last round felt very anticlimactic. Oh yeah. Because it did it, like 
okay, well, I can't do anything to score points, so I guess I do nothing, and my excess points get me points. So there's a currency in the game, which is your sun Light points. points. Light points. That mm-hmm. would cool. Yeah. So however much sunshine you got, that's how many like purchasing power you have. So if your trees get 13 points of light, then you have 13 purchasing points. Which you do things. You have uh, seeds. You have a player board in front of you mm-hmm. that has seeds, uh, four seeds on it. It's got nine spots for trees, and you have to buy trees in order for them to be available for you to plant. You have to buy seeds in order to plant them to get new trees out. And it's a ascending price yeah. point to buy them. So like the lowest line is going to be the cheapest and then moving up in the columns, they get more expensive. So you use your light points to get those into your available pool in order to plant seeds or grow your trees. Yeah. So, and, and I'm not trying to say this is a bad game because it's a very well-designed game. No, it's not a bad it, game. It absolutely is a very well-designed game and there's a lot of strategic options. It's simple rules, but I'm not the biggest fan of abstract games. You also have to, you have to plan like three moves in advance. And I'm not good at doing that, which um, is why I'm not good at abstract games generally. I like the components. I really like the components. No, the components are great. But I personally didn't feel like there was any attachment to what I was doing versus what was happening on the board. No, like it was when it was my turn, it was very much a, well, okay, I guess I'm going to do this. There was no like excitement or about what I'm going to do on my next turn or, uh, I don't know. I just wasn't that invested in the game. I, I wanted to be, I'd been excited to play it, but of all the games that we played for this particular episode, it was my least favorite. I mean, I really liked the idea of an abstract game that has resource management. It has a market phase. But at the end of the day, you're just putting trees in the way of other trees and then saying, OK, well, this this time my trees only get me three tree points because this tree is in the way of this tree. And then next tree turn, I get six tree points. And then I can use those tree points to get more. There's nothing wrong with the game. No, there's not. I just personally. And yeah, I didn't even think about the fact that there aren't a lot. I I have this problem a lot of times with abstracts. So I just I'm not really great at the the chess move way of playing a game. Yeah. And this is going to fall into that. And there are some that I like better than others that fall into that genre. But this one, I just, I don't know. I just wasn't excited by the game. So here's an idea. Blue Orange, if, if for some reason you're listening, I have an idea that I think even people that already love this game would would enjoy. Just put out a very small expansion, very small, I don't know, maybe 20 cards that are seasonal effects so that every time there's a variable thing. So in the normal game, there's what, three rounds? And in the advanced game, there's four rounds. So you have, they're, they're years because the sun goes around as right. it would in a year. So maybe, right. maybe Because you trees have... grow up from seeds to giant trees in three years. Well, it's an abstract game, Johnny. What, <laughs> I do, you, know. what do you expect? I know. Uh, but, but just cards that do something. I don't know, just to give you a goal, like, okay, well, I get bonus points at the end of this year if I have trees laid out in this pattern. So it gives you some reason for what you're doing. Maybe. I don't know. Um, I'm not a professional game designer, so I'm not going to try to tell you how to fix your game. I think that would be ridiculous. That'd be really, really rude of me to tell you your game's broken. You need to fix it because clearly it's not. It's not a broken game. It's not broken at all. It just fell a little flat for us. Yeah. So I'm done trying to. um, Oh, Johnny's taking selfies. Johnny's taking some. A, pi- a picture of me, I think, is what just I happened. I did. I took a picture cool. of you. Because I was doing something on our Facebook page the other day and realized that we don't have very many pictures of the two of us. I have very, I have less pictures of just you. Oh, so. well, that's probably true. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I- anyway, I-, I don't know what I was saying, but I like the idea of this game very much. Just when we were playing it, I was like, okay, is this is this really all there is to it? Okay, I guess I put my tree here, and on the next turn, I put a tree here, and on the next turn, I buy a seed and put a tree here. Right. So let me segue into our next game by saying I would put this in a at least similar genre to the game Bosk from Mm -hmm. Floodgate in the fact that it's kind of abstract with the tree theme. They're both sort of area control. They both are dealing with trees. And and direct and, they're and, very directional yeah. in in Bosque, and the spread it's a, of trees yeah in Bosque, it's the wind direction yeah. in photosynthesis it's the sun direction and right. of the two games I enjoyed Bosque far more okay 
Well, yeah, then I guess let's talk about Bosk. Do you have any any wrap-ups for photosynthesis? You know, like I said, it's I, I think that it's a really pretty game. It's got really cool components. Um, the, the sun mechanic is really cool. Yeah. I really like that. But overall, it's not a game that I'm particular that I was particularly excited about. It's not one where I, that I would refuse to play if people wanted to play it. But it's not one that I'm probably ever going to go. I really want to play this. Okay. All right, then Bosk, uh, Daryl Andrews is the designer of Floodgate Games, like Johnny was saying. Um, also has 3D trees. Also deals with the spread of tree propagation, I guess. Um, but Bosk has a squirrel. It does. It has a squirrel. It's an area control game. Um, you want to have the majority of leaf points in, in a an area. area, yeah. And there's and six areas on the board, I think. I, I I think there's a different number of areas when you're playing two people versus okay. four. Okay. There's two different sides of the yeah, board. Yeah, that's true. There's a two-player board, and then there's the higher player count. So uh, basically, you're just like in a photosynthesis, you're going to be planting trees. What's going to happen with these trees, though, is this is supposed to be a seasonal. It's a seasonal game. Yeah, although it's I will over say, four seasons, a majority the of the like the the meat of the game happens in fall. Mm. So, what is happening is you're planting these trees, and the wind in different rounds is going to blow as different directions. Right. And when it's blowing a certain direction, then the trees are going to like leaves. Trails of leaves are going to come off of certain trees in certain. You know, certain rounds because they go different directions. Right, and you get points for having a majority of leaves in an area. In an area, and it's like piles of leaves, so you can cover someone else's leaves. And you can do that. You can do that, but every time you place a leaf on top of another leaf, you have to pay. You have to pay an extra, an extra for each leaf. So if if there's three leaves there, you're going to have to pay four Uh in order to place your leaf there. You have to really want it. It's like small world rules where yeah. you have to pay for each thing that's in there plus one. Yeah. And, and you have, uh, you only have so many, you only like, what was so it? Many leaves. You've got, um, was it tokens or whatever? You in have front those of leaf, you? leaf, they're like cards. leaf they're cards, cards, leaf tokens or whatever. Um, they're, they're two through eight. And then you have a squirrel. And so on a certain turn before you start doing stuff, you're determining which one of those you're going to be using for your spending power or for your leaf power that yeah. turn. And so like, if I pick up a, an eight, then that's going to determine like how many leaves I can put from, and it'll determine from which trees they're going to come from. And if I have eight points or whatever you want to call them to spend, right? You do have I to want decide. to spend those yeah. uh, trying to cover up somebody else, do or do I want to, to spend do a those line of yeah. eight, or do you want to do a line of three a and cover three, up a bunch? Yeah. Of, yeah. So there's the choices involved in that. I feel like there's more agency in this game than there is in photosynthesis because in photosynthesis I, f- I feel like it's just like okay well this tree uh there's an empty space here uh i guess I'm, goes guess I'm there. Gonna put a tree here yeah this one there's you don't have to like plant right next to your other tree you can plant anywhere right. you want no, you want to spread and out. you want to spread out but you're gonna pay attention to you because you're also gonna win points based on rows and columns yes and how many how many trees you have in certain rows or certain columns? Yeah, there's eight regions. Sorry, I looked it up. So as you're placing your trees, you're going to want to really start paying attention to who else has trees in which line or column. Because you're in addition to scoring points for leaves in majority areas, you're also going to score points for having a majority or second place in the number of trees in a row or a column. Mm-hmm. So I like the fact that there are multiple ways to score. Um, I like the squirrels. Oh yeah. There's little squirrel meeples. So <laughs> we all know how much I like meeples anyway. So the squirrel meeple is adorable. Squeeple. And then the, the squirrel is actually used, um, in that mechanic of piles of leaves or whatever. You can use your squirrel in one of the turns and the squirrel Squeeple. can be placed on one of your leaves or your leaf on top of a pile of leaves or right. whatever. And it cannot be covered. Yes, then nobody else can come and play over the squirrel. Right. So the squirrel can be really handy if, like, there's an area that you might only be, like, one away from, you know, where, like, one spot can determine whether or not you're going to have the area or not. Stick your squirrel on on one of your spots. All right, now time for me to say a bad thing. Okay. The way that you have to stack the leaves and stuff, well, mechanically is fine. It gets a little fiddly. It is. 
It is because there's trees everywhere and then you've got piles of leaves and you, oh, oh, oops, I, I dumped that pile because there were 15 things stacked there. Well, don't think you'll ever have that quite, well, quite such a pile. Johnny, you can have still like six things stacked up. Uh, that's not going to happen. The it amount could. that people would have to pay yeah. to do that, probably not going to happen. Probably not, but it could. It could. But yeah, it's a, that, that part of it was a little bit fiddly and... Which is not a... If if that's the worst thing that I have to say about yeah. the game. <laughs> I mean, determining the the points for the rows and columns can be a little tedious. Right. But people play Carcassonne all the time. Yeah. And they f- figure that mouth out. Because <laughs> you have to have a math degree. Yeah. No, seriously, though, it's it's just a matter of, okay, we're going to score this row right now. We're going to... You just have to pay attention to what you're looking at. And it's, it takes a second, but it's not, like, difficult. Yeah. No, it's not the end of the world. No. So... I really liked this game. I think it's beautiful when you have it out on the table. Yeah, the it has colors, a nice table presence. It really does. And I love fall is one of my favorite seasons. And so I like that fall feel of this game. Um, I believe right now, actually, uh, Floodgate's doing like a contest where you like post pictures of your favorite fall activities or something. Oh. Um, I think it's like to promote... All right. Well, here's my favorite fall activity. I'll give you guys. Uh, but you can win a thing. I th- I'll, win, I'll give you guys my. Uh, I'll show my show my hand here. Uh, my favorite fall activity is staying inside and not going outside because it's cold and uh, being warm inside of my house and it's not being not outside. That cold, jeez. Johnny, it was like 33 degrees today. No, it was not. At 7 a.m. it was. Oh, my God. Okay. That's too cold. That's that's not enough numbers. That's not enough that's degrees. That's not enough degrees. I want, you, want to, you want to know how many degrees I would like? Like 70. I like it in the 60s. That's how many degrees I would like. So if you can make it so that it's 70 degrees in the fall, then I will change my fall activities from being inside my house and not Move being outside. Move to Florida. Then it will be oh, 70 degrees That's in my the fall. least favorite fall activity is moving <laughs> to Florida. To Florida. <laughs> anyway, uh... Any final thoughts on Bosk? Um, here's what I will say about Bosk. If you are interested in purchasing a copy of Bosk, you should buy it directly from Floodgate because you get a way better squirrel. Okay. You get The squirrels are like this big. Um, and if you didn't see that, he was motioning that it's a really big old squirrel. That may have only been for the Kickstarter copies, but I'm pretty sure if you buy it from them, like at a convention, you also get the bigger squirrel. Could be wrong. Could be totally wrong. I could be the most wrong. Okay, thumbs up. I enjoyed Bosk. I think of the games that we played, it was probably one of like one of my two favorites of the ones that we played for this episode. What was your other favorite? Uh, sprouts? Yeah, Herbaceous Sprouts. Mm-hmm. I really mm-hmm. enjoyed mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Do um, you have any other plant jokes that you want to make right now? I'm sure you do. Mm. I, I do not. I'm not feeling very punny today. No, I'm going to leave it alone. <laughs> Kickstarter? Kickstarter! Kickstarter! What's our Kickstarter today, Jared? What well, are you? What is Jared backing lately? Uh, well, currently, Montana Gold Rush and Longhorns Heritage Edition expansions, supplies, ranches, watchtowers, special events, new landscapes, and more. Seven modules for Montana. Uh, so we we talked about this. Uh, yeah, I was do you say, have that episode number? You, uh, do I have that episode number? Uh, yeah, do you have that episode number? I can nope. find out what it I is. I sure don't. Well. When we did our Western episode. Western episode, we talked about Montana. Yes. And we both enjoyed it very much. That was 62. Um, the name of that episode was, Don't Want to See My Hand Where My Hip Be At. And then in, in parentheses, Wild West Games. And I sang the Wild Wild West song. Mm, did I leave that in or did I? No, you left it in. Oh, yep. That uh, Okay. Actually, you sang the Wild West song. I just kept doing the wiki wiki. Anyway. Um, I only listened to the Neil Cicero version of that song. All right. Um, so we talked about Montana in that episode. We both liked it. We did. Um, it's a worker placement, a Wild West, I guess, area control game because you got like you got to expand your settlement. But anyway, it has a spinner that we hated. We did hate the spinner. <laughs> it was. Come on, people, don't don't make your game with crappy. It's 2019. Spinners. Don't make spinners. Don't make spinners. Just don't do it. But no, seriously, this game had a lot of different ways of scoring. It almost had like many kind of different little mini games going on. I I enjoyed the complexity of this without it being a, an inaccessible complexity. Yeah. So, uh, I haven't had a chance to look a lot at the Kickstarter, but I it, it, Jared's backing it, and yeah. it's got a lot of well, great I can tell comments. You about it. There's two expansions. There's 
Gold Rush, which comes with special settlements, uh, a market, a gate, a watchtower, two new landscapes. Because honestly, I felt like there really was a lot of sameness uh, to the landscape tiles in the first game. So uh, there's there's um, a couple of different ones. Now there's four new ones here. Um, There's event cards, which, oh, my God, event cards. That's going to completely change everything. Uh, because like I was saying with photosynthesis, if you add event cards, you're going to make it so that it feels like a, a new game every time. So uh, event cards. Oh, gold rush. <laughs> that was an excited sound. <laughs> um, gold rush, uh, adds mining, I guess. I would guess Even though based you're not on mi- gold rush? the gold rush wasn't really about mining. It was about panning, but uh, okay. And then this one I'm way more excited about, but I'm, uh, I'm interested in both of them. Longhorns expansion adds ranches, Adds new supply cards, which, eh, whatever. It adds longhorn cows, which are those cows with the giant horns. Hence the name <laughs> Longhorns. And it has longhorn cow meeples. Yeah, it has cow meeples that are f- f- really cool. Um, the expansions are 25 each, or you can get a bundle deal for 46 plus, you know, shipping and, and whatever. Um, there's some Kickstarter exclusive stuff, because there always is. Um, there's like screen printed meeples. You can also do an add-on to get. Um, you can you can get the base game uh, again, um, but there's a there's an add-on that adds bit boxes, which are just like a little 3D boxes that hold the tokens. I don't feel like that's really anything. Like okay, if it's a five dollar add-on, sure, it's a fifteen dollar add-on, which makes them three dollars each. Not highway robbery, but. Um, you can also get metal coins, which I love me some metal coins. Anytime you can get metal coins, get the metal coins. Because yeah. why not, right? Well, I mean, within reason. If they're like $50, don't get them. But these are $20, so maybe get them. You can get the original game for 59 So if you missed out for some reason, you can get that. And what I do think is the most important thing, if you bought the retail version, guess what, guys? you can get the deluxe edition upgrades. So you can get all the stuff that you missed from the Kickstarter from the first time. I love it when I, companies do that. I was going to say, I love when companies do that. Because then it's like, okay, well, you missed out on the Kickstarter exclusive stuff. But guess what? We're doing an expansion. And because we, we promised these would be Kickstarter exclusives, but this is a Kickstarter. So you can get all the stuff you missed. Every company should do that. Every I, company should well, make it available. That way, I hate when I have a game and, and someone's like, well, this is really cool. I really like this game. I'm going to buy it. And I have to say, well, if you buy the retail version, you don't get any of this. You just get this board and these three meeples. And that's all you get. You don't get any of the dice. You don't get any of the, You don't get anything. <laughs> I don't think it. Yeah. No, there's not a game that's I been do, that bad. But I like it whenever I'm not where I don't feel like I'm penalized because I missed the first Kickstarter. If I'm getting in on your expansion Kickstarter, I would love to have the chance to get all the stuff I missed out on the first yeah. Kickstarter. Yeah. Because then I'm just going to spend more money. I'm, you know, take my money, please. Yeah. I, I like this game. I don't remember when we did this episode. I don't remember if this was my favorite of the ones that we played. I don't think that it was my absolute favorite. I believe your favorite was great. Uh, the great Western trail. Mm, maybe. I don't, actually listen to our podcast <laughs> i mean i have to edit it and stuff and i remember i did a, a like a D rant but i think i think i liked saloon tycoon yeah you did actually like that one a lot um but yeah it, this was this was a good game montana was a great a great game i had yeah. a lot of fun and now you can get in on the fun uh you can go to our website we'll have a link or you can just go to kickstarter and, and search for Montana Gold Rush and Longhorns, although John D. had some problems with actually finding I did. it. I had some trouble finding it on the app anyway. So, I don't know. Uh, as of publishing time, it'll have just under, no, just over a week left. So, you know, get in on that. Okay, well, here's the, here's the deal. I already did all my usual end of episode stuff in the middle of the episode. Yeah, you did. So, uh, real quick. Remember to like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, retweet us on Instagram. I know that's wrong. Don't that make is that. so I know that's wrong. not right. Uh, give us a million stars on iTunes. Join our Discord server. Buy a t-shirt. But don't buy a t-shirt. Give that money instead to the Extra Life charity that we are participating in. And then next year, buy a t-shirt or, you know, whatever. Keep your money. Uh, but the most important thing is tell all your friends and family that there's a podcast that exists called Eat, Jet, and Dice and that they should listen to it. 
Yep, and until next time, Jared. You can eat chit and dice. Chit and Dice is an independent production of Swin Media and is distributed under a Creative Commons license. Attribution, non-commercial, share alike, 4.0 international. Now get out of my house. I got pizza to eat. Hey, that's a food. Pizza's a food, John D. <laughs> it is a food. John D, I what? ate oh, pizza oh, oh. yesterday. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. What's all right. I know we don't ever talk about food. But let's, we talk, do about, sometimes. let's talk about food sometimes. What's your favorite pizza toppings and why? Justify your opinion. I like black olives and mushrooms. Oh, I will halfway agree with you that black olives are good. I love black olives. If I can only have one of those, I'm going to pick black olives. So just cheese and black olive. Cheese and If you can order a one-topping pizza, are you getting black olives? Is that what you're you're picking? Mm, No, I'll probably get a meat if I can only Mm. get... But I do really like black olives and mushrooms. I don't get them very regularly because my husband does not like anything mushroom. Well, he's right. Um, here's the deal. I'm going to say something even more controversial than what I just said about mushrooms. If you say you like anchovies, I'm just going to, there's something wrong with you. I have had an amazing Caesar salad that had anchovies on it. Fish do not go on But that's not what I was going to say. Pineapple. Pineapple berry, yes. My husband loves pineapple on pizza. Yeah, that's right. No, he's right. You're wrong. Gross. You're wrong. He likes chicken and pineapple on a pizza. Oh, that's actually, yeah. Chicken Ooh. chicken and pineapple is pretty good. So. Ugh. But anyway, I know lots of people will agree with me, but mm. other lots of people will also say I'm wrong. So whatever floats your boat. Well, I will say this. Um, Hawaiian pizza was invented in Canada. Okay, bye.